Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Review Podcast. I'm Terrence Fisher, and I'm your host. And today we are going to be talking about the Netflix movie four-part series, When They See Us. Now, if you're not familiar with this four-part Netflix series, this is Ava DuVernay's latest piece. And if you're not familiar with her, she directed movies like Selma and 13th. And this movie is about the Central Park case that happened back in 1989. And if you're not familiar with this case, basically in a nutshell, a Caucasian lady was brutally raped and beaten in a park. And there were five boys who were falsely accused of the crime and did time in jail, serious time in jail for being falsely accused of this crime. So the first thing I want to talk about is why this movie is so hard to watch and is so emotional and so touching to a lot of the people that are watching it, watching it, specifically black people. And I'm going to suggest that the reason that this is so difficult to watch is because it's a familiar story that black people are very, very you know, sensitive to and we're familiar with. These cases are unfortunately very common and have been very common in the black communities. We all know of someone, we know of people who have gone through similar things, who have just been kind of, you know, had kids or, or people or relatives or whatever in the wrong place at the wrong time um, and who got caught up with something or, you know, who just so happened to be doing something, you know, crazy at the moment, like these boys were doing in the park and they weren't doing any, anything wrong. They wasn't doing anything illegal. They were just, you know, young teenagers in the park having fun, you know, roughing each other up and all of this kind of stuff. And then this lady happens to get, you know, beaten and assaulted and raped. And these boys get, you know, accused of this crime. This is a really familiar story. Now, the thing about this is it's not it is it's a familiar story to black people, but I, to black people. But I think anyone who watches this, anyone who really just takes the time to understand what's going on in this movie will be emotionally affected by it. I think it's our in our human nature to when we see atrocities like this and we see people suffer as these kids did. I mean, they were just young kids. I, mean, I really like how the movie set them up. It's just like these young kids. The the very first um, character that, that hit me was, I think it was Corey. It was the young boy who got hit by the, who the police hit with the helmet and knocked him out when he arrested him and all that kind of, I think that's his name in the movie. I'm not sure which character he portrayed, but I think it was Corey. But anyway, it showed the innocence, you know, this this actor, he had a, a real innocence about him. And it was like, wow, like this, you know, you see these kids and they're just in a park having fun. And you again, this is a familiar thing to especially, you know, black people, but just people in general. You know, that's what we all did as kids. We all went to the parks. We all played basketball. You know, we, you know, spend time. We was roughing each other up. We got into brawls and brussels with each other and stuff like that. Nothing serious necessarily. Uh, but nothing was against the law. Nothing, no crimes were being committed or anything like that. So I want to propose that that's why this movie is so hard and so emotional. And it has such an effect on everyone who, wa who watches it, but specifically black people who are watching it. So part one kind of deals with, you know, precinct and police behaviors. You had these kids who were caught up in this deal and brought to the precinct and questioned there were minors. They were questioned without their parents, you know, which was illegal. 
They were, you know, being questioned without their parents being there and all of that kind of stuff. And this was kind of a, you know, snapshot of some of the atrocities that you see happening, you know, in precincts like this. And it happens, you know, disproportionately, I think, to young black people and black people, period. But it does happen to everybody, you know, here and there. But this is something that historically has been happening disproportionately to black people. So that's what part one kind of deals with. It deals with their arrest. You know, you see them get arrested for something that they didn't do. and They're just caught up. And it's like the police show up. It's like, what the heck is going on? You know, the the boy, I think it's is it Kevin? I think it's Kevin who was the only one who was 16 and considered an adult at the time. And this guy, it's so heartbreaking when you think about it. This the young boy literally. He simply went down to the precinct because of his friend, his friend got caught, you know, by the police again for doing nothing. But his friend got arrested by the police and Kevin was standing on the side like, you know, hey, what's going on? The cops came over and asked him, hey, you want to accompany your friend down to the precinct, you know, and him just being a friend. Man, this is it's, it's really heartbreaking even talking about it. This this young boy just being a friend to his young friend, to his to his pal, to his buddy, to his, you know, his road dog. This at the time in your life where you're first developing close friends where you're in middle school and early high school, you're developing close friends. This boy went to just to be there with his friend. <laughs> and his God is really heartbreaking to talk about. He went there to just be with his friend. And in the end was the person who ended up suffering the worst atrocities and the, the worst type of punishment out of all of the boys that were arrested. Now, if any, the reason this is so heartbreaking is because if any of the boys were, if there were levels of like innocence, like the, some of the boys like were like, you know, level two or level three innocent, this boy was like at a negative 10. Like it's, he just showed up to help his friend. That is so heartbreaking. Now, part two deals with mainly the court system and how the court system operated in this case, you know, talks about the prosecutors, the defense attorneys, the lawyers, you know, all the judges, all the jury, all of these things. And it spoke to, you know, how we sort of have a debtor's prison in this country. This, these are Ava, Ava DuVernay's words, by the way. She said that, you know, it speaks to how we have a debtor's prison in this country where, you know, if you have money, if you have money for bail, if you're rich, you can pay your way out of jail. But if you're kind of poor on the poor side of things and you don't have money, you're pretty much out of luck and you have to stay in jail. And, you know, you can't afford, you know, particular lawyers and stuff like that. This part two spoke to that stuff. It spoke to this whole system and how it's operated and how it's, you know, inherently set up to sort of be biased against certain demographics of people. Now, part three spoke to sort of the juvenile detention center and how kids are being locked up in this country sort of disproportionately, especially, you know, minority kids and how these kids are sometimes put in adult facilities. You know, they, oh my God, they put this young boy, this 16 year old boy in, in Rikers. I mean, some of the worst prisons in the country, in the, in actually in the world, some of the worst prisons in the world, you know, they put this boy in there. He suffered you know, being beaten all of the time. He was put in solitary. He asked to be in solitary just so he couldn't be, you know, beaten and all of this kind of, it was just, it is so crazy. 
So anyway, part three kind of spoke to that. It spoke to like the, the juvenile detention center and how, again, some of the minorities or how minorities, period, you know, get disproportionately put in these situations and sometimes get, you know, in prison with adults. Now, part four kind of dealt with the post incarceration of, of some of these boys um, and what life was like with them getting out of the out of prison. So if things couldn't get any worse, you know, you you get arrested for something that you didn't do. You get coerced into, uh, you know, admitting to something that you didn't do or confessing to something that you didn't do. You spend all of this time in jail. You know, you go through all of these 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 juvenile homes and for one, you know, an adult prison. Uh, if, if that wasn't bad enough, you know, part four deals with the post incarceration. Once you get out of jail, once these kids got out of jail, how society treated them, you know, despite the fact that they were declared innocent in it and despite despite the fact that, you know, the actual you know perpetrator of this crime came forward and admitted to the crime had DNA evidence and everything. Now, uh, also, let me say this. Let me back up for a minute, because this this is an important part, too. In this case, when these boys were arrested, there was zero, I mean, literally zero evidence, no DNA, no handprints, no fingerprints, no, you know, nothing under the kids nails to say that they did anything to this woman. There was no sort of weapon involved where the woman was struck with or anything like that. In fact, it got so bad that the actual place that these kids were in the park they found out that the lady was um, actually assaulted much further away from where these boys were in the park. And these boys spent all of this time in jail with zero, literally zero evidence. That's This is why this movie is heartbreaking. Zero evidence against them. So anyway, like I say, in part four, you know, with this post incarceration thing, you know, if it wasn't bad enough, we, we have a society that, you know, treats these boys like second rate citizens after they get out of prison, despite the fact that their names were completely cleared, completely cleared, you know, they, you know, they got out the person who actually committed the crime, you know, you know, admitted to it. And these boys names were cleared and these boys were still treated like second class citizens. There are people today who still don't think that these boys are innocent. That's what's heartbreaking about this. There are people who think these boys are still not innocent, that they had something to do with it. Why? Because I guess just five young black boys in a park, five young minorities in a park somehow represents danger or, you know, somehow represents doing something that they weren't supposed to do. Now, let me sort of juxtapose this against other things by, you know, crimes by, you know, white people or non-minority people. Let's say it that way. You have a boy in a case just a few years ago, college boy got caught raping a girl, got caught raping a girl and assaulting her, went to court. I think he pleaded guilty. If I'm not mistaken, he pleaded guilty to the case. You know what they gave him? The judge didn't give him any time in jail because they said, Oh, it might ruin his life. It might ruin his life. But you got five black boys whose youth, whose childhood was stripped from them. 
I mean, they don't get those years back. You know, they weren't able to graduate high school. They wasn't able to make friends. The little boy, Corey, I think that's his name. I can't remember if it's Corey or Kevin, but the little boy, Corey, was a trumpet player. And again, that's stuff like that is is personal to me because I'm a musician. This, you know, this could have been the, the next, you know, great jazz musician on, on earth. This could have been the next, you know, hit music writer that that that's who that could have been in his childhood. All of these things were stripped away from him. Again, that's why this movie is so heartbreaking. It, it really is. And there's a lot to digest about this movie. Again, if you haven't seen it, I know there's a lot of people who start watching it and, you know, maybe it, it's difficult for them to watch. But I do advise you to get through it. Go ahead and make yourself watch it. You know, be get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I'll say that to everybody, especially non-black people who are watching this. Get comfortable with the uncomfortableness of stuff like this happening, because this is a, a reality that a lot of us face in this country. So, you know, make yourself finish watching it. Pull up Netflix. You don't have anything to do. You have no excuse. You can watch Netflix in the car. I actually watched part of, I think, episode two in, in my car on my phone. I had the little, you know, dashboard cam thing or the dashboard holder for my phone. Pull up Netflix on my phone. Was kind of watching it a little bit as I was driving. Although I was, you can't really pay that much attention to it because you're trying to drive and stay safe. But again, just make yourself watch this. Get through it. It's it is a it's a difficult watch. I advise you not to watch it like right before bed. Watch it, you know, sometime earlier during the day so you can kind of have a moment to kind of, you know, digest and kind of, you know, bring your mind away from it because it it really is. It's a difficult watch. I do wonder. Is it as a is it as difficult watch for some minorities or for non-minorities rather than it is for minorities? I wonder, is it just the people who are disproportionately affected by this stuff who are bothered or who has the most this movie has the most emotional impact on versus, you know, somebody who may think that these boys still did something and they are not innocent? Anyway, if you have not seen When They See Us, make sure you go on Netflix right now and check it out. Do yourself a favor. Check it out. At the end of the day, this is it's just a good movie. Whether or not you, you know, think whatever you think about these boys' cases, you know, whatever your outcome is, watch the show. It is a really good series. I think you'll appreciate it. I, you know, Ava DuVernay, you know, my hat, I tip my hat to her. She's on a roll where she's, you know, putting these stories like this, you know, forward and she's doing things and she's bringing these stories to life. And I think that they're important. So anyway, go on Netflix, check out when they see us and I'll see you guys in the next show.